take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi. And this is season five, chapter 11 and a half. It's a special, so not 11, not 12, 11 and a half. And this special is about uh, twisting balloons. Uh, you're going to hear a lecture, a full lecture, the entire thing uh, from the free mini course, George, that was available back in April, May, June, kind of, uh, for, for Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. And this free course is available actually on the Balloon Artist College these days. You can check on balloonartistpodcast.com for the secret link. Um, and the first lecture is the one that I personally think is the most uh, inspirational one because it talks about the line walk, uh, you know, that thing that we do with twisting balloons to kids in line. And I basically announced on this lecture and announced here on the podcast as well that the line walk is dead. So I, I know this is a little bit of a controversy topic. Some people really enjoy making balloons for kids and lines. Um, I basically uh, do not do the line walk unless it's an event where it fits my needs, where basically I already did a show and proved that my skills are way, way up there. This might not seem to you related to marketing, and that's you know okay because it's special, um, but I think it's actually very related to marketing. There's also a lot of Q&A in the, in the lecture, so you can hear all kinds of things that are related directly to marketing, but wait till the end of the lecture, and I'll explain why you know shifting the line walk into something else is a, actually an exercise in marketing in many ways. So see you at the other end of the lecture. Enjoy this first lecture from uh, the mini course with the micro lectures called George. You know, guys, you've been walking and I've been walking with the line a lot for years. I still walk with the line, but not all of the events. You know, when you're thinking about some kids and how, how they look like when they're happy, you don't, you don't see the kids standing in line when they are happy, you see them dance, you see them jump, you see them stand in groups, you see them sit like this for my show below where they are laughing. That's how happy kids look like. Kids that are standing in a line, it doesn't make them happy. Of course, they want something from you, so they they're waiting for it, and they when they get it, they're, they're happy a bit about it. But, you know, Guy Sheffer uh, said it before, face-to-face in many occasions, how, you know, it's really not a very good experience to stand in line for 40 minutes and then get a balloon. Even if the balloon is amazing, the mom is not very happy about waiting those 40 minutes. And you know what? there are some alternatives. So I want you 
to consider for just a minute, play a game with me, and let's assume that the line walk is dead, that the, you are interested in actually making kids happy, like I know you do. So let, let's think about it. Let's think about, is there a way to make balloons for kids without putting them in line? You know, here are a few pictures from kids that are happy from my balloon show. You see they're laughing, uh, they're afraid sometimes. Um, even, you know, sometimes without twisting balloons to everyone, just inflating one balloon, very, very big balloon, inflating it. I don't climb inside totally. I just climb inside, you know, with my head and then I take it off. So it's really easy and really fun and everyone are so happy to see the big balloon. So it's quite amazing how happy kids is something that you can decide to create them, to help them uh, group up and not just in a line, but also in groups and in other situations. There are a few solutions that I will explore with you guys now about the line. The first option for not having a line, but still making balloons one by one for kids according to an order of kids that, uh, according to the order of the kids that I arrive to the event or arrive to you, is the Mark Bern system of using some tickets machine and using a sign that tells people line, line is closed, line is open, and then you can take numbers only as long as the line is open. This system works for kids that can know how to read a number. So if you do this for first graders and below, even first graders that can read the number, they will just kill you from asking you again and again, what number is this? Is it 16 yet? Is it 16 yet? No, I'm doing three. Is it 16 yet? No, I'm doing three. So don't do the line walk with the numbers for small kids, but in bigger events where there are parents to read the numbers and give bigger kids, then the line walk with the numbers is beautiful. It's a really good, good system. I use it also in some festivals. And the, the beauty of this system is that people don't need to wait in line because you have the number, you can call them by number so they can stand as a group, look at you, and then approach to get your, the balloon one by one. Arla asks, and by the way, this is not my, my spiel, I didn't bring you here to just learn this. There are more good stuff, good solutions. This is just the first solution. Arla says, what happens when three, five, six show up at the end when you only have two minutes left? Wow, Arla, good question. Um, you're basically asking me, uh, you're showing me that the line is bad because we all know that the line is bad because it's hard to stop it and because it's not very entertaining. So stopping the line is hard. I use some slap bracelets. I give away slap bracelets like this. 
as a gift for people that are going away without a fancy balloon. And I also give them like a small balloon, like maybe just a quick dog uh, with a special design of, of a dog or a sword or whatnot. So yeah, Arla, I, I, I close the line 40 to 60 minutes in advance. 60 minutes in advance, I close the line. I don't give any new numbers. So I know I will get to everyone. Okay. There are three more solutions for not using a line. And there's a fourth one, which is kind of like an evolution on top of this, which I want to share with you quickly. So one option is the balloon auction. If you're not familiar with the option to do a balloon auction, then please listen to the Balloon Artist Podcast, Season 2, Chapter 7, because John Watkins is the man. He gives a very good idea of how you basically play a balloon auction game with like 10 balloons ready-made, and you tell people, uh, you, uh, the way I do it, okay, I don't know exactly all the details, of the way John does it. He, he explains some of it in the interview and some of it I will, I basically like explode how, what fits my style. So I bring two kids uh, on stage basically or to the front of the line, but there's no line. I choose those two kids either randomly or with this, like a mini game of how I will choose the two kids. And I tell them in advance that they will win a slap bracelet even if they do not win the game. By the way, this is the business card as well. And um, I basically ask them to pay with good deeds for their balloon. So, for example, they need to um, say something like how many how many times you're going to uh, take out the dishes from after dinner. Uh, will you give me three? Three times. You promise to take off all of the dishes from after dinner. And then I ask the second kid, okay, he agreed to three. Will you give me four? Give me four. Okay, we have three. We have four. We have four times to take all the dishes from after dinner. And then the other kid will give me 10 and then the other kid will give me 100 and then the other kid will give me uh, uh, like 1 million and 1. It's funny. The kids try to give more and more promises in order to get the balloon. Okay? So it's, it's a game. It's entertaining. Another way to do it that John Watkins mentioned in the same episode of the Balloon Artist Podcast, which is also free, is a game show. I, I so much love the game show that I actually shared with you guys for free in one of my previous webinars all kinds of music files that you can use to create a game show atmosphere. And the way that I do this game show in my show, I don't even make balloons in advance as prizes. I just announce who won the game show. So if I don't have enough time to prepare the game show balloons, I can even do it with no balloons at all, and it's still entertaining. So the idea here is that the, you ask some some questions, it's like a trivia game, and the winner of the trivia game gets the balloon. The guessing game is probably the easiest way to start with taking away 
taking a step away from the line work. Elisa is asking, what is an example of a question? Elisa, here's the thing. I have here some cards and they are in Hebrew and they have trivia questions, just silly trivia questions. Like, for example, uh, did you know the Everest mountain is 8,850 meters high? That's the question. Like, it's not even a question. It just says so. So I will restate the same tip, like the same trivia piece of information that will ask, okay, is, because those are kids, right? So is the Everest mountain the highest mountain in the world, which is the height of 8,850 meters? Yes or no? Yes or no? What is your answer? Yes? Yes? Okay. He says yes. What is your answer? Yes? Yes? Okay. He says yes. What is your answer? Yes? Okay. All three kids said yes. Click on the music, and then there is like, doo, 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 and I say, they were right. And everyone claps and are happy for the kids to be successful. And I will do like a few questions, and some of them I will answer and will be wrong. That's one way. One, one way. Yeah, it, it's basically, it's a, it, it's a filler of, for time. <laughs> it fills your time. Uh, it makes kids interested in what's happening, instead of making balloons to, to the kids one by one, they need to participate first. They need to answer in the game show correctly like three times, and only then they get the balloon uh, or like the acknowledgement of winning. Um, and lately, I've been doing it in a different way, which is top secret. I will share with you guys because you're here. I actually make the kids invent the question. So this is really, really important. Listen up. I tell the kids I need a question about a birthday because usually it's in a birthday scenario for me the, where I use my game show. Uh, I tell them I need a question about a birthday. And then I lead them a bit like, what is what do you eat in birthdays? What do you wear in birthdays? Give me a question about birthdays. And then a kid will say, what is a question about a birthday? Which is usually a really easy to answer question. And then I ask this question to the three content, contenders that are playing. So I do three questions on my game show, on my show. And I ask kids to basically, I invented the questions for me. It's so lazy. Guy Schaefer would love it because he believes in being lazy. You know, they invent the questions for me, which is fun. The guessing game is another way to do things. Guessing game works basically where you're making a balloon. No one knows which one, and they guess. And the first one that guesses gets the balloon and the rest of the people basically look and try and guess. And if you guess a few times, you don't get all of the balloons. You need to give them away. You only are allowed to win one balloon. But if you want two, you can choose which one you keep. This way, when you do win twice, you have to give a balloon away as a gift to someone, which means that the other kid will be 
friends with you because they love getting a balloon from another kid instead of from you. That is a really important bonus. You're making connections between the kids in the guessing game. This guessing game, I learned the guessing game from uh, Patrick Van de Ven in season one, chapter two, and also from Guy Schaeffer. And I did the guessing game for more than a year now. And I have to share with you, it works everywhere. I've been doing that in national holidays, in small newborn parties events, in uh, small exclusive birthday shows, everywhere I want to just do what I want to do instead of what they tell me to do. I just do the guessing game and it's so easy and they get used to me doing it the way I want to. I even use it for, for marketing. When a producer calls me and says, I need a balloon walk, a balloon walker, like for a line walk, I, I tell them, you know, I have three different packages, one for only the line walk and you get like basic balloons for this amount of time, or I can do it as a guessing game, or I can do it as a balloon auction, which requires me to prepare in advance the balloons, so it's more expensive. So I have three different levels, basically. And that's also something that you can use. Lisa asks, can you repeat scenario where if you do a repeat, that it is giving away? Uh, Lisa, the idea is this. On the guessing game, occasionally you will have a clever boy that knows balloons well and that can pretty much predict everything. I mean, you just take two balloons, you connect them, and then they say, octopus! And they're like, what? How can you know that? How can you know that? But it happens. So that boy might clean you off from all of the balloons if you don't have a rule for that. And the rule is, the second time that they win a balloon, if it's the same kid, they need to give one away. They need to give one away. And then they give that one to another kid. So now the smart kid has to be friendly to other kids. Okay? By the way, sometimes that smart kid is the same kid that never, ever has the guts to volunteer because he's shy and he's smart. But now I gave him a game where he can actually play. But I don't want him to take all the balloons. Um, everyone guesses, Lisa. All the kids in the same time shout out, a dog, a, a, a giraffe, a, an octopus, uh, Elsa. Uh, they just shout out stuff. Okay, and I say like, no, no, no. Uh, you can ask uh, like if it's uh, um, alive or not alive, if it's uh, from the realm of trees or from the realm of animals. You can ask questions. I help them ask smarter questions. And sometimes they will uh, guess something which is funny. So like, what, really? This looks like a dinosaur? Like where? What is a dinosaur here? So I really, I just respond to them by either just saying, no, 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 no. What did you say? Oh, no. And or really responding with something with content. And then eventually someone guesses and gets the balloon. And uh, then everyone enjoyed, instead of waiting, everyone guessed. And, and if you guess smartly, 
you don't need to wait a lot. Okay? Kero says great idea but wouldn't work like at a fair where you don't have a stage but just random kids walking by wanting their own balloons, right? Uh, this is more for birthday parties. No, Kero, I'm sorry to disagree with you. I really believe in agreeing. Uh, and Kero, I think uh, it would work wonderfully in fair. I did it in fairs. So really, you need to be brave here, Kero. Here's the thing. If you are being, if you are being uh, paid to be there, then all the more you should try to do this. If you need the tips, you will get much bigger tips if you try that. But you really just even try it for one hour. You, just, you, you take a sign, write down on the sign, 10 a.m. till 11 a.m., the guessing game. 11 a.m., stand in line and see what happens. Try it. You know, it, it works in any scenario. I've been doing guessing game in scenarios that people told me this will never work for Israelis. You know, people told me, don't do it for Israelis. They will never appreciate it. They, work, they love it. Okay, it's all a matter of, of confidence. Uh, Susie asks, put up a sign. I don't put up a sign yet. I'm printing the sign. It's in my rebranding. But you should have a sign. It's not mandatory. Patrick Van Deven uses a really cool sign. Jazzy asks, hey, Jazzy, love your girl. How do you make sure people can hear you? Do you use a microphone? You know, Jazzy, I don't use a, I don't use a microphone. I don't. You know what I tell them? Come, come a bit closer so that you can hear me and sit down. And then they hear me. When they sit down, they can hear you. So I bring a mat for them to sit down. Uh, Vicky says, if you usually charge per balloon you make, how does this work? Uh, I don't charge per balloon, Vicky. I charge per the package of the event, usually a two-hour minimum with a running rate for the rest of the, of the time that is pre-approved. That's how I roll, and it works well for me. So in average, on a fair, they pay me to be there. Um, the fairs that I go to, they pay me to be there, Vicky. So, if I'm a vendor, then here's the thing, you know, eventually, if you do something entertaining, you, you might get tips. Tips for not doing anything for someone specific, but just for being entertaining. Okay, can you believe that? That's Christopher Lyle does it all the time. He's entertaining in restaurants and he gets tips from people that don't get the balloon. So you can do it as a vendor. You uh, like the way that I would do it. I would every every time I would collect, like create a crowd of five people and then say, now we are playing a game for you five. You five are playing a game. One of you is going to win the game. Okay. So I think that uh, as a vendor, it will work. Anthony Linas asks, with the balloon auction, you make the balloons in advance? Yes. Anthony Lina, even in the game show, you are recommended to make them in advance. But in the, in the balloon auction, it's pretty much a must to make them in advance. By the way, Anthony, they can be really simple as well. Even a flower, like a, a flower on a slab bracelet will make people want to compete in your balloon auction. Even a simple balloon, like a two, 
two minute, one minute balloon will make people interested to win. So games are fun because they are fun, not because of the very, very, very fancy balloons. But of course, Anthony, you can make balloons of pure awesomeness like the ones that you teach in your DVD. And those will be awesome, wonderful pieces for the auction. Kero asks, do you put out a tip jar? Hey, Kero, I love getting tips. I love it. I love tips. I usually just put a glass and put my money in the glass to start the flow of tips. That's how I do it with a glass. Actually, the glass from the event. So Anthony asks, is there a limit on how many you, you pre-make? Of course, Anthony, there is a limit. Reality is uh, kicking in. Maybe 10, 10 is enough. 10 to 15 is enough of pre-making. Miss Balloonverse asks, I've used the guessing game at birthday parties and it's great, but not at a public event. How do you close it down? Uh, good, good question. Miss Balloonverse, here's what I do. I prepare 50 hearts or dogs or swords, 50 of them in advance before the event, and I have them on the side. And if someone says, hey, I just want something fast, I tell them, go to there, take one by yourself and go. And if I need to close the line, I will say, thank you so much for participating in the guessing game by Zivi Kivi. I have here 22 more balloon dogs to give you away for free, even without waiting at all. Here is a balloon dog for you. Here is a balloon dog for you. Here's a balloon dog for you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. And if you say that in confidence, Miss Balloonverse, like you have confidence, then it will work. By the way, I don't want to close it down because I work with a running rate that is pre-approved. This means that if I stay longer, the customer knows in advance and pre-approved it that they will pay me more. So if the customer stops me and they come to me and say, You've been here for your two hours. We do not want you to stay longer because we don't have the, the budget. Then, and only then, I will stop and say, thank you so much. This guessing game is over. But usually, the customer do have the budget. So even though they wanted the two-hour package, in the event, they, they knew they are pre-approving and they give me another hour to stay. Um, Sure, I answered Miss Balloonverse. Susie asks, how long does each game run? You know, uh, it can be um, like two to three to four minutes. I like to make four minute pieces. So four minutes, something like that. And the big evolution that I like to do lately in events is a system which I call the Zivikivi challenge game. And you can call it a challenge game without the Zivikivi, of course. And I've been talking about this challenge game in one of the events. This is, for some reason, really powerful stuff for kids. So I want to explain this. But before, Caro asks, do the kids who don't win the prize get upset, cry, then what? Of course, some kids might get upset. Usually, three three years old will get upset. That's why I have the extra box with like 50 dogs. So take a dog and leave. Here's three years older. 
here's a dog, take it. And if the dad says, but he wants like a ninja, a teenage, uh, like, a, like a mutant ninja, a turtle ninja. So I, I show him the rest of the kids and I tell them the, the rules are that if you cannot wait, you take a dog. Or if you can wait, you play a game. And you can only win a balloon if you win the game. You know what else is like that? Life. In life, if you play a game and you win, you are the winner and you get a prize. That's how life is, you know, in so many aspects. If you, I tell that to the kids, if you go into, a, a, you want to climb a bus and the bus doors open, there is one kid that I, is climbing into the bus first, you know? That was the kid that climbed the first. He was winning in the game of climbing first, okay? There, there are winners in life. We are so sensitive to not encourage people to compete that we forgot that kids and life actually know that there are winners. Winners, that, that's okay. It's okay that someone is winning a game and they get a prize. So uh, they get it. You need to trust the kids. They will get it. So Caro, some kids will cry, the three-year-old. I have a solution for them. And they get a, my kid cried today 20 times. So what? The kid can cry. It's okay. Um, we know that's life, but a lot of kids don't. Sadly, you know what, Caro? I think you should trust the kids more. Try to trust the kids and you will see that they deserve that trust and they actually they do know. And if they don't, you will see that they do once you are confident about the new rules. You are not a slave. You decide the rules. It's your service. It's your business. You decide the rules. You can change the rules. Because we, this is 2017, you know? Lisa asks, works best with very generic balloons then? I, I don't use generic balloons at all, Lisa. I only use uh, more complex and trendy designs, only. So five, four to five, six, seven, eight minutes per, per piece. That's what I do. Paul, Paul, I love you, man. I love you so much. Paul says, I never give a balloon to a crying, crying child. They must calm down and smile first. I'm allergic to crying. Beautiful, man. I, I also do not give the balloon to the crying kid. I give them an option to go take one and leave. Um, but Paul, Paul, is that, that's really sweet. Paul, you're, you made me so happy. So the challenge game. Are you ready? Oh, by the way, just before I explain the challenge game, I have a quick, quick question, like a survey. From one to five, how much do you feel this is like valuable for you? From one to five, this brainstorming, this, you know, uh, ideas that are thrown at you, this question and answers, uh, how happy are you uh, from one to five? So five means a lot. And uh, okay. Wow, Lisa, I love you. Okay. And uh, I love rule breakers as well. So. Thank you, everyone. That was really important for me. And wow. Okay. 
great, five, 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 4.999, thank you, Brad Thompson. So the challenge game is an evolution of the guessing game and the game show and everything together, okay? And the idea here is that you tell the kids you are going to play a mini game every five minutes and every mini game has one winner. That winner is going to actually get a prize, which is a balloon that I make for him. I choose which balloons to make. You kids do not choose which balloons you get. I choose who is the winner. It's not you. I'm going to choose who won the mini game. And there's going to be one winner on every mini game in this booth or game. Okay? And then the kids get it. The kids understand. In class, in many situations in life, they know that sometimes the teacher is going to pick one kid to use the broom and only one kid will uh, erase the blackboard and only one kid will go and uh, press enter on the computer. Only one. And the other kids that say, I want to, I want to. No, they get used to it that no, some people in life, not mommy and daddy, but some people like crazy Zivikivi and teachers and you guys can be as crazy too. Sometimes they only pick one kid. After you do this once or twice, the kids get it. So what are those mini games? It's all kinds of small, really fun ideas that you can try that actually make social connections in the group. For example, some Sometimes I will tell them the first group of five kids that are holding hands in a line, not in a circle, in a line, the first five that come to me holding hands, I will give the one in the middle and only the one in the middle, the next balloon. This requires the kids to actually participate in the game and help someone else because everyone wants to be in the middle. But some of the kids are more charismatic and are leaders and are faster in, game, in, in asking for a favor. And it's adorable. And another game I will do is I will hide slap bracelets, like three of these, I will hide somewhere and I will tell them uh, whoever finds one first in this area of the building or in this area of the yard or whatnot. And another game would be the first person to, to bring here a teacher or to bring here an adult. Go, run away, find an adult. The first one that brings an adult here will win. And then you will suddenly have 10 adults and you will need to tell them, this is the one that win. You are so kind for helping and you are so kind for helping and let's give a round of applause for the kids and for the adults that have played, thank you. And then you make the balloon basically and you go to the next mini challenge game. Uh, a very, very important tip. You need to keep them waiting for the next game. You want them to stay, you want them to be happy about another game starting really soon. 
So while I make the balloon for the winner, I always announce the next minigame will start in three minutes. And then I twist and twist and twist. And like 30 seconds later, I say, the next minigame is going to start in three and a half minutes, in three minutes, in two and a half minutes, in two minutes, and so on. So I always keep telling them, you have one more minute. Sometimes I will play a game and I will say, you will have one more minute. And then I will say, you have two more minutes. And they will cry, no, we want to play now. Why two more minutes? It was only one minute a minute ago. So I make sure that they are on the edge of their seat, as Uri Weiss calls it, at the edge of their seat. That's when they are really entertained. When people are really engaged with you, that they are really listening to anything you say. That's when they are going through an experience that they will not forget. So the challenge game is not easy. It's amazing and powerful. And I challenge you to try it out. Kero says, uh, what you did with us waiting for this so for this to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah almost. Kero, almost. With the kids, I make it uh, more like a Disney world. Uh, so in Disney world, you need you you know how much you need to wait. Um, so uh, it helps you wait. And this is waiting for five minutes. So it's a game every five minutes. I like that this makes them think almost like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, you know, Lisa, this is so flexible. You can use the games uh, like any game, like a physical game like sport game, you can say, okay, the next game is a running game. So it can be really customized. The games can be customized to a theme. It can be customized to an event. But here's the thing. You don't need everyone to win. You can have some backup prize, like bracelets or some dogs from balloons, and you can have only 10 winners, and the rest will get something else. So really, you need to trust the kids. Like I did this challenge game in an event with 300 kids. Uh, my booth was the most uh, busy one. And they got it. They got them to understand that they will not all win. Um, Susie asks, would you have someone after it was over walking around with a hat? Uh, do I don't understand what is the hat for, so I'm not, uh, please ask in a different way. Lisa asks, this translates to me as being more of an entertainer than a balloon machine. You know, you know uh, Elizabeth, Lisa, that's what I want to be. I want to be entertaining. Um, so Caro says the hat is for tips, yeah. Uh, I don't do a lot of only tipping events, so I don't use a hat. I, I like the glass because it's more modest and I always get paid for my gigs. So I I really think that, you know, I personally prefer if, if I would be in, in this situation to take the hat by myself. So I, uh, I, I use dips, but not like with the hat scenario. So I know it might sound easy when I say it, but all of those systems, all of those systems, the the guessing game, 
the balloon show, the TV show, the balloon auction, or the challenge game, all of them, or even Mark Byrne, uh, no line system, all of those five are not easy. They are not. You need to understand, giving entertainment value is not easy. It is worthwhile. It allows you to justify higher fees. It allows you to enjoy better reactions and feel the fulfillment of, pre- of creating better art and not being a machine. But it's not easy. It requires you to learn, to practice, to bring high energies, which means that it doesn't fit all situations of life. For example... In my birthday show, I give a lot of energy in the show. After the show, after the ceremony of the birthday, after 90 minutes into the event, I don't give a lot of attention to bringing more energy to the event. And then it's okay for me to do a line walk because the I showed them my expertise with balloons. I showed them high-end balloons. For me, for a two-hour package, it's okay to then give a few balloons in a line. But that's uh, not, you know, the case at all for other events. Any other event where I didn't show my skills, I will always prefer a high-end solution, entertaining solution, Uh, in comparison to a line walk. When people only see you make simple balloons, then they will not think of you as an option for a very high-end event where they're looking for something more eclectic and unique. So you need to develop your skills first and then in parallel develop your ability to entertain. You know, if you are confident and you do stuff that is high-end, you will get those bookings. And I think it's worthwhile. And also, if you are not there yet, you can get there. I've been using tactics I have learned for free on the Balloon Artist podcast from Patrick Van de Ven, John Watkins, Mark Verge, Mark Byrne, and Guy Sheffer. And all of those gentlemen shared those tactics with you guys as well because the podcast is free and available and you can listen to it whenever you want to. So how much time do you allocate to pre-twisting? It is then considered, you know, price package. Of course, yes, people pay for my time. I don't care that much that it will be the same fee for the extra time. So it's not like that. The package in advance is so expensive that I can allow myself to twist um, in advance. And Elizabeth, to be honest with you, I don't pre-twist a lot. Maybe 30 minutes tops. Sometimes, if the customer is worth it, I will pre-twist two hours. But for special customers, so for birthdays, I twist. I pre-twist only five minutes. So uh, it's really different uh, from time to time. When you are able to put kids 
not in a line, but to entertain kids and to make them happy, you go into a new cycle as a balloon artist. The cycle of getting more money for your services because your services are entertaining and unique. And, and when you earn more money, you can entertain more kids because you're happy. What do you use for the take a number? Uh, the same system that Mark Byrne basically sells. So you go to Mark Byrne, uh, he sells like uh, for 15 bucks a PDF that tells you where to buy the machine for the take a number and the sign with the verbiage inside. So um, do you, when you say you arrive with 50 dogs, pre-twisted, are you saying they only take, oh man, uh, twisting 50 dogs is less than, less than 25 minutes. Uh, I won competitions in Israel for fast twisting. You need to practice, Kero. Just practice, you can, like really, 13 seconds for a dog. Um, what can I say? Carol asks, I would like to ask a question about the gloves. Should I wait? No, Carol, don't wait. Just ask. Elaine asks, regarding the gloves, what is the minimum to buy? You know, Elaine, I think 10. 10 is the minimum. 10 gloves, easy. Uh, Trip, ask, Trip says, thank you. Vicky says, I'm just starting out and finance are limited. Of course, uh, it's always hard. Uh, at the moment, I'm working on my skills, but would like to think about getting bookings for the future. Should I get all my branding sorted before? No, never. Never wait, Vicky. Oh, jump in and earn money. Yes, Vicky, jump in now that I can use to pay for help. Yes. Like designing a business card. Business cards are boring and, and ridiculous, ridiculous. They are not important. Don't wait for the business card. And really, you can you can go to, to do a business card in for 40 bucks, for a good-looking business card in uh, like online solutions. So really, I wouldn't even print a business card before starting. Uh, I'm aware that there is only one chance to make a first impression. Uh, there are better ways to make a first impression than business cards. But don't think I can afford to get everything professionally done at the beginning. I agree. You don't. I have already built WordPress sites using free themes. That's the here's a that's a mistake, Vicky. Don't use free themes. That's really not a good idea. Spend fifty bucks on a theme. That's not a lot to spend. Um, graphic design not to the level I see some people. Vicky. Don't wait. Don't wait. The, the really, that from, from helping a lot of people, you never get there. You never get to where everything is perfect. Just go and start. And if you need a tip about a specific thing, like a shortcut, a smart cut, just PM me or uh, make a post on the Facebook group of George and I will help you. Caro says, I need more practice. You know, Caro, just schedule it. Schedule you an event. Schedule an event in your calendar that you're not taking another event on top of, uh, unless they pay double. And then you practice. Anthony says, I believe you work a hotel restaurant. I do. Uh, how do you handle that? 
Uh, is that when you bust out a number system? No, Anthony Lina, I don't do that. I do two different systems. One way is I just basically prepare at the side of the restaurant a four minute up to 10 minute piece. And then I show it all around the restaurant, just walk with it and show it proudly. And then I choose a table and then I go to them and give it to them. And then I wink to the rest of the tables. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I know you, I know you. And do that for like a couple of hours. And then for the rest, I will uh, get overflowed by kids. And then I will use the numbers system. So um, it's kind of like a combination of all kinds of stuff. Kero says, what is written on your snap bracelet, please? Usually, this is not the original one. This is the, just a sample one. Uh, for some reason, I don't have one at the moment. But it says uh, Zivikivi and, uh, in Hebrew and in English and my URL. Anthony says, what platform do you suggest for a website? Anthony Lina, I'm going to cover this in the MAPC course that you are registered to. It's WordPress. I explain in deep details why it's WordPress, though. Okay, But really, you choose any website. It's okay, but choose WordPress. Lisa, uh, twisting in front of people will make you faster, not twisting alone at home. Yeah, I agree. Practicing with people is the best. Lisa says, what is the purpose for wrapping a car? Does it express you as an entertainer? Uh, Lisa, it's basically a way for me to serve my customers better because everyone that arrives to the birthday see the car and get excited in advance towards the event because it mainly says the Zivikivi show, the Zivikivi show, the Zivikivi show. So it's, for me, it's a way to serve my customer better. I hope to get some, some marketing out of it. Okay. Tamsin, I love you. Mark Whittle, one day when money is good, I will wrap a car. Mark, let's get you there. Okay, that was the lecture with a Q&A at the end. I hope you've enjoyed that. And uh, here's why I think that improving the line work and uh, doing it differently is a, a marketing exercise. And the reason is the power of the story. And when you have a nice story to, to share with your customers of how you're doing things different or how you're being more entertaining, uh, then that by itself uh, helps you in your marketing. You can recreate your tower of marketing as explained in the previous chapter of this podcast now that you have a more tailored uh, story to share. Also, the, we've discussed a lot in this season about packages and having different levels of content in your packages is just one more thing that uh, marketing does. So when you're doing marketing and you, you tell your customer about the different packages and what each package gives in terms of benefits, then uh, this gives your customer an opportunity of a good solid story that he can talk about you with their boss, with their spouse, or with their friends. And if the story is interesting and unique, then uh, it just does more marketing. It just brings more marketing value for you. Okay. 
We are getting close to the end of the season and the end of the year. I hope you've enjoyed the Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals uh, that were available online uh, on the Balloon Artist Facebook group. Uh, the course Climb Inside Balloons by Guy Sheffer is next to come out uh, within the month of December. So I will talk about Climb Inside Balloons uh, on, on the upcoming episodes. And the Climb Inside Balloon course by Gao Schaefer is actually just the first course that he's releasing soon to Balloon Artist Podcast Nation through Balloon Artist College. And the next one is his amazing Balloon Birthday Recipe course, which actually teaches you how to do two hours of a birthday package without doing any line work. So Guy Sheffer is a practitioner of what he teaches and uh, of what he shares with other people. And his two courses are going to be available within the next, you know, uh, 45 days, uh, even before Twist and Shout. So that's, uh, that's all for today. I hope to see you next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. And I hope that you come stop on by by the Balloon Artist Facebook group. There's so much activity going on there. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hello Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, this is Zivi Kivi and this is Season 5, Chapter 11 and a half, the special where we were talking about the line walk. I hope you've enjoyed that. The tip for today is related not only for people that are Balloon Artist College students, but to everyone, but it's uh, something that, was, uh, that I found out and I noticed Uh, it became clear to me after talking with a few students on the Balloon Artist College. Um, so the tip is you need to learn how to say no to some content. Uh, there's a lot of free stuff out there and also premium stuff that you pay, educational stuff. And once you decide on what's interesting for you, you sometimes coerce yourself to consume a lot of content, a lot more than what you can actually do in your free time or in your driving time. And that's not the way to go these days in 2017, going to become 2018 soon. That's not the way to go. You need to learn to say no to some pieces of content. If this podcast is not valuable for you, stop listening to this podcast. If you can listen to it while you're driving and you're good with it, awesome, then do it. But maybe don't listen to too many podcast because that's you know you know you're not getting enough value when you're only tasting 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 instead of going deep that's just an example but actually the same example applies to youtube and to books and to content in the balloon artist college like we create three webinars every month for the college students and some of those students uh, come to to see the, the lessons live and that's good for them awesome and some of them watch the replays but if you try to watch everything at the same time all the free stuff all the free courses all the paid courses all the webinars everything it just you become overloaded with information and 
information overload creates frustration and frustration is not good for your confidence. And as you know, I'm even here, you've heard it today, I'm a, uh, a strong believer of the importance of confidence. Uh, I would take it to a lonely island if I needed to open a business there, as I mentioned before on this podcast. So my, my tip for you for today is don't feel bad when you're not consuming everything that is available for you. Don't worry about it. Schedule time for learning, but don't force yourself to try and consume everything. Try instead to ask your, your gut feeling, to ask yourself, you know, ask your legs, where do, you, where do I want to be? What will bring me the most value? And consume that content and do it well, you know, do it thoroughly. Um, that would be my tip for today. Don't be hard on yourself when you're not consuming everything because just like in a buffet on in a hotel, like in Vegas, like in Twist and Shout next year, uh, if you go to a buffet, you're not supposed to taste all the, all, all the dishes. You know, you can, you can try a few things. You can find what's good for you. But then stick to those that are good for you and healthy for you and won't make your tummy ache. And you don't need to eat everything. Same thing in BAC, the balloonartistcollege.com. We have so much stuff going on with the challenge, with, with the webinars and with the community. And so you need to consume as much as it makes sense for you. And I promise this program will pay for itself anyway. So thanks so much for listening for the tip section and see you next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast.